This is the part where we sing our theme music, right? I think that's somebody else's theme music, Um Yeah, but but it's catchy. So welcome to the WP Campus Podcast. Um, Sorry for the initial copyright violation. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see if that gets us fired as podcast hosts. Um, so this is the, uh, the WP Campus Podcast podcast for those who use WordPress in higher education. I think that's what we say, right? Yes. So uh, when last you heard us. Who are you, Brian? Oh, yeah, I'm Brian. That's Jen. <laughs> um, and we are, uh, we both work for NC State University. Brian is your official host. I am your color commentary. Air quotes for those of you not watching um, on video at home. And uh, so we used to do this sort of once a month with gaps. And then we went like a year with nothing. And now we're back. Let's, let's be fair. It was more like nine months. It was like 11 months. 10? We'll say 10. All right. <laughs> Um, and now we're back and now we're trying this in a less structured and less formal way. You may have already noticed the less structure. In hopes of getting something out the door on a more regular basis, because it turns out that spending time, uh, prepping and finding guests and, making a quality product <laughs> takes time. Well, to be fair, you should all know that Brian basically wrote out everything that he needed to say, whereas I just talk. Um, so we'll see how the Sounds quality declines. Yeah, we'll see how the quality <clears throat> downhill really quickly. But uh, we're hoping that this format change will result in um, us being able to get more podcasts out to you more quickly, although we are also planning to have much shorter podcasts. So we'll be going from like the 45 minute to an hour time frame to something more like 15 to 20 minute time frame. Um, and uh, we will happily take advice or feedback from our listeners. And by our listeners, I mean our coworkers here at NC State and Brian's mom. Uh, just just for the record, I don't think our coworkers here at NC State or my mom actually listen. So. <laughs> Well, but but if zero. you do listen, but if you do listen, be sure to tweet at wpcanvas.org with your uh, requests or uh, hate mail or whatever you'd like to share. Um, you can also send tweets to NCSU Merit on Twitter. And Brian, what's yours? Uh, at Brian DeConnick. Yeah, and those might actually be better because otherwise, if you if you tweet it to wpcanvas.org, then they're just going to fire us. <laughs> uh, so, do we want to actually talk about something important and useful? I yeah, I do. Um, and the good news is we're starting at a very opportune time um, for this, and that is because the uh, infamous accessibility audit uh, has finally been completed just this week. Um, Brian joined Tenon, uh, the uh, vendor who worked on the project for us on Monday and sort of did a recap. And so uh, we're going to let him talk here for a while, fill up most of these 15 minutes sort of recapping some of this. Um, that's not entirely true. We're gonna we're gonna recap it quickly because most of you have probably read some amount of recap, and/or you read all how many pages? Yeah, it's like three hundred twenty-nine. Right, pages of the report. If you did, like, pat yourself on the back right now. Congratulations. Um, you and Brian and Rachel are maybe the only people who did, which isn't to say that it's not worth your time. It completely is. Um, 
and that's why we're going to try and recap it here. But then we're also going to move on, hopefully pretty quickly, to uh, the takeaways, both for WordPress in general, and then also maybe for higher education specifically. So Brian, recap it. TLDR. Yep. So long ago, far back. <laughs> no, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Too far. Uh, last fall, summer, summer, fall kind of time period, um, some people may remember uh, feelings being expressed by people in the WordPress community about the accessibility or inaccessibility of the Gutenberg editor. And um, there was some back and forth in the community about an independent audit, potentially funded by Automatic, that didn't come to be at that point. Um, and so people in the WP Campus community said, hey, let's get together and fund our own audit because at the institutional level, it's kind of hard to make decisions based on angry tweets and blog posts. So wouldn't it be nice to have actual information? And so uh, fast forward six months or so, and we have a fantastic report um, in terms of the depth and, and the, just the wealth of information available provided by uh, the accessibility vendor that WP Campus worked with, uh, Tenon. And, um, and Tenon provided a 34-page executive summary, 329 pages of a long-form technical report, another like seven or eight pages describing their usability testing, um, and then uh, some additional stuff that, um, uh, like, a, like a CSV export and things like that. And I think there might be a little bit more from them coming in the next couple of weeks uh, about the usability testing as well. Yeah, I know you mentioned that in the Tenon talk on Monday, what you found most interesting was some of that usability feedback mm -hmm. that they just expressed over discussion. Can you share some of that? Yeah, so... <clears throat> The, the technical accessibility side, all of the code errors that, that they identified or issues that they identified, um, that's all very important. And that's sort of the low-hanging fruit. Um, you know, the, the tenant auditors gave a lot of really good information and code snippets for exactly what needs to be changed. And, uh, and the WordPress community, um, the Gutenberg team, they've already hit the ground running on that. Um, I have open right here uh, the GitHub project that they've used to organize the, the issues Tenon identified. Um, out of 90 issues identified, 46 have already been closed. Um, that's great, wow. Right, and that's, that's some mix of things that had already been fixed but hadn't been pushed to production yet. And, yeah, I know um, they pushed, uh, what, 521? Right, so uh, 5.2 was released last week and 5.2.1 will be coming soon. Um, and then some of these are also things that uh, they've just tenant identified and they were easier, relatively quick fixes and they've already acted on it. Um, so that's great. Uh, in terms of the technical accessibility issues, we're over halfway there already. Um, but the, uh, <clears throat> the usability issues are, are a little trickier and that, that gets to areas of uh, cognitive load it's just a very complicated editor. And if you, um, if you don't have the visual cues of being able to see this is here and that's there, um, it's a lot to keep track of if you're using assistive technology like a screen reader. Um, the editor, uh, the, the DOM order is confusing and sometimes overwhelming for users. Um, 
if you're tabbing through the content, a lot of the block options that you'd need to get to to customize your block are nowhere near the block itself. You have to tab all the way through your content over to the sidebar to get there. Right. Um, so things like that. And that's sort of, for the WordPress project, as next steps, I think there has to be some soul searching and some um, uh, rethinking about what does what does this editor actually feel like to the users who are using it and how does it need to change? And that's also important too because more and more of WordPress is just going to become gutenized as, uh, as the project moves forward, um, whether that's the widgets screen or the navigation menus or um, uh, pieces of themes that normally we think of as just being hard-coded PHP or theme options or things like that. Yeah, if there's one thing we can count on, it's more blocks. Right. And so, um, you know, the editor in a lot of ways is the hardest part, but getting it right and getting it accessible will help make sure that the rest of the WordPress product becomes more accessible as all of this happens too. Yeah. And it is, um, you know, to give credit where credit is due, it is a super, as you mentioned, it's a very complex interface. And to some extent that complexity was going to be necessary to make WordPress more of what it needs to be, which is more focused on, uh, you know, it's CMS functionality and abstracting out content and reusing content and all that stuff. And a lot of the page builders, obviously, that are out there that are very popular and some people still point to uh, in preference over Gutenberg, they're not subject to this kind of scrutiny. scrutiny. But at mm -hmm. the same time, those are not things that we're going to use in higher education or, you know, at, at least not um, those aren't the things that we're going to make broadly available because they'll have accessibility issues. And, and so those aren't getting looked at. Right. So you know, it is a, it is a tough job for everybody, but it's good that right. they're. Well, and, and to that point, one of the things Carl Groves uh, from Tenant said in the webinar that I thought was, I think a good thing for everybody here. It was that, um, you know, the, when they look at, uh, at Gutenberg and they test it, it does have serious accessibility issues, but what they identified was very much consistent with other products that they test. And Gutenberg gets a lot of public scrutiny because it's an open source product that's out in the open. And we conducted this audit so that information would be available to campuses to make decisions. And so that information is public. Um, if you're Microsoft or Apple or some somebody out in the corporate world and you commission an accessibility audit, you don't broadcast those results. And so, you know, I, I think making Gutenberg and making WordPress the most accessible product in CMS land that's out there, um, that's, a, that's a huge task, but it's also an important task. And I mean, speaking for myself, I'm excited that I got to be a part of this whole thing. Um, yeah, I'm going to detour for a second to do uh, a really important and obligatory thank you to you for all your hard work, um, but also to uh, Rachel and the rest of the team that helped put together the RFP and then review all of the options. Um, also to all the people who put money in. Uh, also, obviously, to Matt Mullenweg, who helped, you know, fill in the gap where it was needed so that we, we could get this paid for. Uh, and I think we all have some really useful information. I know for us, for our campus, we have been holding off on making uh, the block editor available in sort of our, our open public, and by public I mean university 
uh, the whole university facing um, multi-site environment. So our, our free WordPress environment uh, is still using the classic editor, but we are planning to move uh, to making the block editor available for people with the caveat that, hey, here's this accessibility audit, and if you're someone who might have these kinds of constraints or concerns, you may want to consider holding off or uh, come and talk to us about where the major impacts are going to lie for you. Um, but I feel yeah. like that's doing our, uh, uh, you know, that's doing a good job of uh, compromising between the people who can and do want to use it and uh, still keeping the classic editor available until we're sure that it's really uh, functional for everybody. Right. And this is, I mean, this is a, a tricky thing in higher ed when you're trying to make things accessible, but you're also trying to keep up with how things are moving in, in the web. Um, you know, I, I remember, um, I don't remember where this was. I remember at some point I read something that I'm doing a great job sourcing my, my information. Uh, somebody said something along the lines of like institutional accessibility is about risk management. Um, which is just that, you know, every, every higher ed institution is going to use products that aren't 100% accessible because there are not very many products that are 100% accessible. And you, you pick and choose and you try to um, go with the best options that are available and you limit and mitigate your risk um, when, when you need to. And I think, you know, for, for our campus, um, we've been working with our IT accessibility coordinator, our wonderful person, Crystal Tienen, who... No relation to Tenen. Right, one letter away from Tenen. Um, that, you know, I, I made that typo so many times doing all this audit stuff, like the blog posts. Yeah. Every time I was thinking Tienen instead of Tenen. And anyway, um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, we worked with our accessibility coordinator. Um, she's been involved in all of our Gutenberg decision-making basically from the start mm -hmm. uh, when we started working with Gutenberg. Um, yeah, she got here just in time. Like just in time, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you know, she, the, the, the line that we sort of came down on is if you own a website, if you are an administrator for a website, know your users and know whether or not you're creating barriers for them. Um, and, uh, and if you have any concerns, then you should stick with the classic editor. And if you're ready to take, you know, stick that toe into the troubled waters of the block editor, um, then, uh, then we can start moving in that direction a little at a time. And I mean, I think none of this changes the fact that blocks are still the future of WordPress. Um, there's- And I'm still excited about it. And I know a lot of folks on campus are too. Right, like I think I think there's a lot that higher ed especially will benefit from with blocks, um, reusable content and structured content with block templates and all that stuff that we talked about when we gave a talk at WP Campus last year. If you were in uh, St. Louis when you saw us, that's shameless um, self promotion. Shameless self promotion. We'll try to keep that to a minimum on this uh, on this show. I and mean, sometimes we might have guests and we let them promote self promote. Themselves. But this time it's just you and me, right. so I'm going to promote us. All right. Um, so that's basically it for our time, but hopefully um, you will see us much more regularly in your little podcast stream over the next, uh, over the, in the future. Um, so I think that's just about it. Brian, do you have anything to tease for, you know, next time? 
Well, I guess first we should have told them uh, where they can go to read the audit. That seems like something we should have started with. Um, so if you go to wpcampus.org slash audit, um, and if you have any questions about the audit, either for uh, us who organized it or for the tenant team that we can pass along, there's an email address, audit at wpcampus.org. Uh, good job doing the, the, the important work there. Right. Recapping. And, and uh, uh, gosh, what else? Oh, do we need also, to hey, there's a conference coming up. Oh yeah, that thing. <laughs> you guys should come to our conference. Uh, we are very excited to be in Portland, Oregon. Uh, don't go to Maine, please. Uh, July 25th through the 27th. Uh, Portland, Maine is lovely. Oh no, you should go to Portland, Maine. It is beautiful, but not for the conference. Nobody will be there for that, at least not this year. Um, so yes, and that is 2019.wpcampus.org. Um, and I, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it. Um, uh, the schedule, schedule should be, be coming out very yeah. soon. And in like, uh, we're finishing up that process and, uh, looking to get that out hopefully next week. So that might be something we talk about next time. Um, yeah. and that's it. We're, we're all out of time. So thank you very much for listening. Mom, I really appreciate it. And dad, happy birthday, dad. Is it awkward now? Okay. Yeah. How, how do we finish this? Yeah, I don't know. Let's, uh, let me hit stop.